And what brought that on was 30 days of, uh, uh, I think, of fasting and prayer. So here's what, well, I appreciate I want this church to be in continual fasting. Well, I appreciate the excitement. But here's how we're going to do it. You take one day a month and take that day and fast. And I would say do it this way. Do it on your birthday. Whatever, whatever your birthday is, that month, that is a day that you fast. And let me share something with you about fasting. Now, we've got people that uh, on medication and sometimes and they have to eat and all this. And don't get in a ditch about the fasting. Um, there's other things to fast. Now, like this past weekend, uh, we were fasting. I fasted this past weekend on different things. But one thing I fasted was for three days, and I wanted to watch the NCAA baseball championships. And for three days, I cut off the TV and watched nothing. That's a form of fasting there. And I fasted other things. You know, I didn't drink no beer or nothing that day and all that kind of stuff. Anyway. But anyway, I got Brother John Hyde and his lovely wife and uh, son to come up today on my Father's Day because we go back many, many, many years, many years. And Becky's mother actually found John and Donna when they first started a little church in East Nashville many years ago. And um, Becky's mother loved you guys. And uh, so we go back a long, long ways. And uh, so I want them to do Father's Day, him do Father's Day for me. And so I'm going to tell you, um, Isaac, how old are you now? 23? Uh, I'm going to tell a little story for, on you, okay? Uh, was I doing like a revival for y'all that time? Was it, was it at the school? At school. They had a church, and I, I, I went and done a revival for them. And actually 23, 24 years ago probably almost. And... Uh, so they had their 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 son, um, uh, John William, and they wanted another baby, and they didn't couldn't get another baby and couldn't get another baby and all this kind of stuff. And so, um, while I was preaching, uh, I think while I was preaching, uh, they I knew they wanted a baby, and so I asked John. I said, "Is the nursery ready?" And he said, no, we don't have the nursery ready. I said, well, how do you expect the baby if the nursery's not ready? I said, go home and make ready for the baby. The baby is on the way. Is that what I said? About, I don't know, three or four months later, I got a telephone call. It worked. <laughs> and Isaac is here today as a result. I prophesied you in, boy. And this young man has just graduated from Lee University. They are, they are special, dedicated people, I can tell you that. John, come on up here, brother. And give us a word from the Lord. This guy is a wonderful... My wife to get up here. Excuse me. I want to coach my wife to get up here. Excuse me, Pastor Herb. Praise God. You know, I heard years ago, uh, first of all, I want to say thank you for the congregation at River and Pastors Herb 
And Becky, Miss Becky, for inviting us to come and be with you on the Lord's Day. Uh, June the 19th, Father's Day is a special day uh, in our country, and we do want to honor the fathers. Bring the Word of God, because that's what we need. It puts us over life's challenges. Amen? But I wanted to just uh, express a little appreciation here as well. I wanted my wife to come up here and help me to remember the way the story, the accurate side of the story. You know, I got my side of the story. She said, well, let's see now. I don't think uh, it happened exactly that way. But anyway, um, so we were a young couple getting started raising our families. Any young couples here raising your children? And uh, you know how life can be challenging, uh, finances and uh, other things. But... um, so we uh, believe in God for our first baby, and um, he, uh, you were pregnant, and uh, Brother Herb, Pastor Herb, uh, was running a paint store, Brother Ron Stroot, during those days. And so Pastor Herb uh, comes down to our house over in Inglewood. We moved from East Nashville to Inglewood and got a little house, and uh, the nursery needed painted. And I think Miss Becky had a little something to do with that, if you know her. I think she's actually sent him down there with his uh, paint business. And anyway, uh, he painted our nursery. And then he got to look around, and he went into the kitchen, painted the ceiling in the kitchen. And he did something else, too, didn't he? Let you show it to us. Uh, they put a border up for the, for the baby, the, uh, the baby's nursery room. Yeah, they, uh, they've been sowing seed in us ever since we were a young couple, and that was our first, first child. So then the second one, so they've had a big influence on both of our boys. And so, but they uh, have been a blessing, Herb and Becky, to us every long, long time. We're just so, so honored to be here today, and it's a special day, and to honor Father's Day, and you're like a father to us also. <laughs> okay, thank you, honey. Thank you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, it's good to be in the house of God. It's a safe place. You know, the institutions in America has turned against its own people. And a lot of times uh, you don't know where a safe place is. But I tell you what, the church is a safe place to be. The church is where the anointing of God touches the people's lives when they come together. When we come together in the house of God and lift up praises to the Lord, He shows up. Amen? Praise God. And we want Him to show out. We want Him to touch people's lives, bring people back together. I heard this years ago that God doesn't necessarily take you to places, but He takes you to people. God is in the people business, and He is restoring people's lives. If you just give him a chance, if you just open the doorway of your hearts and say, Lord, come in, do the work of restoration. He's there to do it, my friends, and uh, he will honor your faith as you trust in him. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we praise your name. We thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Father, for your anointing this morning to put lives back together again. Lord God, we thank you for your precious Holy Spirit. We thank you for your presence. We thank you there's joy and peace in the Holy Ghost, in your presence. And oh, we just give you glory today. And we're so thankful as we sing songs to remind us 
of your goodness. Remind us that we have joy in our salvation. We thank you, Father, for putting our lives back together again. We give you glory and praise in Jesus' name. And all the church family said, Amen, Amen, Amen. How many of you know that America's manhood is under attack? We've been under attack. For several years, we've been under attack. There is a spiritual warfare that has been launched against the man of the family, the head of the household, to a magnitude that we've never seen before. Praise God. But we have hope. Amen? We have the blessed hope of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who was the Son of Man, the Son of God. And so we see movies from Disney and Hollywood portraying modern men, fathers and husbands, as wimps, pushovers. The great generation of World War II plowboys have been replaced by soy boys. The hamburgers have been replaced with soy burgers. Where are the movies of moral character and godly masculinity? There is a cry among the youth today. A cry for authentic manhood. There's a research that was done years ago. If an aunt, uncle, or grandparent takes a child to worship one day a week on the Lord's Day, that child will grow to be an adult, and 20% of them will attend worship service on the Lord's Day. If a mother takes her child to church one day a week, the chances or the percentage, I should say, of that child growing up to becoming an adult and attending church service goes to 38%. But when the father takes that child by the hand and says, Come on, son or daughter, we're going to the house of God. Today's church day. Amen? When the father takes that child to church once a week on the Lord's Day, the percentage of that child increases when they become an adult, 70%, statistically proven, 70% of those children end up in the house of worship as an adult. That tells us what the Bible has told us over the years. That there is influence in the man of the house. The head of the household. God has ordained this. You know, church is not science. Church is not philosophy. Church is not theology. Church is a family of God. And He is the Heavenly Father of Almighty God. He is our Heavenly Father. 
He has great influence in our lives if we will submit to Him. God the Father. You know, I was reading about Jesus and His ministry. And you know, He always kind of pointed towards the Father. He had a longing to get back to the Father. How many of you know, when a father is in the home, there's safety, there's security. We're missing our fathers, America. Where have they gone? We need the fathers back in the homes. They bring security. They bring comfort to the little ones. We have a heavenly father who cares about us. I encourage you to go to the Father, God. Jesus says, I only do what the Father tells me to do. I only do what he, see, what he shows me to do. You know the Holy Spirit? He's always pointing to the Father. The Holy Spirit says, I can do. Uh, I, I, I say nothing on my own accord. I only repeat what I hear from the throne of grace, from the Father's throne. Jesus says, I can do nothing of myself. Only of the Father, the Father in heaven. He wants to bring great influence in our lives if we'll surrender our will like Jesus did. Not my will. You know, he, he went through a little time in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was struggling a little bit. He got to looking at what was going to happen to his flesh. But then when he submitted to the will of the Father, he put a lot of smiles on people's faces. Can you say amen? The smile on my face that makes me want to dance when I sing songs about. He set me free. He healed my body. Has Jesus healed your bodies today? You know, the people that I see who get excited about God, Pastor Herb, are those who have God has touched their lives in a magnificent way. There's fruit coming forth. There's joy and peace in the Holy Ghost. You should have joy and peace in your life, my friend, today. Not a frown. I remember sitting in Bible school at Ramah. Brother Doc Horton's wife, she got up there and exhorted the body students there. She said, some of you look like you need a little joy in your life. Joy. Be reminded the joy of our salvation. Amen? Amen? Praise God. And when I start singing songs, I start getting happy. Somebody said, oh, I remember you came here one time and you're that happy feet preacher. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. It's something to get happy about. The man that learns to shout never doubts. That's what Smith used to say. Praise God. Learn to shout. Learn to come in church and enjoy Yourself in the presence of God. Hallelujah. I believe you can in this church. Amen. Hallelujah. Y'all foster. Y'all um, prepare the place for the Holy Spirit to come in. And bring His joy. And bring His peace. Glory. Glory to God. There's great influence. God has ordained it. In Genesis 1, 27 and 28, God has given authority to man and woman to replenish and subdue the earth. That's authority. 1 Corinthians eleven three, the Bible says the head of man is Christ. The head of woman is man. Head of Christ is God the Father. 
the Father of lights. I believe that every believing woman will acknowledge, according to Genesis, God has placed her in a dependency on and subjection to man. However, too often man, the unbelieving man, has taken that authority to lead out of abuse rather than lead out of love. We see in Ephesians 5, 20 and 33, we see where the Bible says, let's turn there, Ephesians chapter 5. My wife and I, we went to marriage conferences over the years back in the 90s. After a marriage conference, I signed up for a class on manhood, authentic manhood. I didn't realize exactly what I was getting into, but, you know, I wanted to hear what they had to say. I'll share a little bit about that in a minute. But, you know, every now and then we need to be reminded how we need to treat one another. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Praise God. 20 through 33. You can read those uh, scriptures in there. I just want to share a little and open it up here. But the Bible says, Giving thanks always for all things unto God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus. Verse 20. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, if this church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify it and cleanse it with the washing of the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own body. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For every man that hateth his own flesh, but nourished and cherished it, even the Lord, the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself. The wife see that she reverence her husband. Over the years in counseling marriage couples, one of the reasons why they end up in a divorce court is because they stop respecting one another. How many of you are familiar with the word chivalry? You know, we Southerners think that's a Southern thing. But in doing a little research on that subject, it goes all the way back to the knighthood where they had kings and queens. The nations that honor the women 
are the nations that prosper because it's God's ordained. God has ordained the father to be the head of the household. But he has ordained the father to lead out of love as the head of the household. And the way that looks like, what that looks like is that we must respect the women. We must respect the mothers. We must honor them. Honor thy father and thy mother. Ten Commandments. And so what we see is if the household is messed up, the fathers are missing, the husband and the wife are always bickering and arguing and causing strife. The Bible says where there's envy and strife, guess who's present? Every evil work of darkness. So we've got to get the family straightened out. The kids will get straightened out with a lot of prayer. But we've got to get mom and dad straightened out first. They need to start respecting one another. They need to start loving one another. The kids see it. It brings security to them to know that mom and dad are not fussing and fighting. Mom and dad are not going to go to the divorce court. That brings security. That's what love does. Love brings security to the little ones growing up in the home. It is a great mystery. Verse 32. Anybody see that? You know what the mystery is? It's a great mystery keeping people loving one another. Keeping people respecting and honoring one another. Opening the door for your spouse or your loved one. Or honoring them. The elderly who needs a strong hand to kind of guide them to a chair or something. No, that chivalry is not limited to the southern people. It's called respect. It's called honoring. There is a cry among the young men of America today. And the cry goes all across America. And the cry is for authentic manhood. There is a cry among the young males today. When do I become a man? Did I become a man when I first smoked my first cigarette? Or got my driver's license? Or kissed my girlfriend in my car? When? Do I become a man? Was it when I left home to join the military? Had my first beer? Attended college? Or maybe I became a man when I got married and had my first child. Somebody, somebody, the cry among the male youth of our society today, somebody tell me when do I become a man? The voice answers back and says, you're not a man until your father says you are. So the young males 
all across America, grappling with their identity, largely in part because the fathers are missing in action. They're not there at home to conform or to confirm their son's manhood identity. And some are there, but, you know, they're not there. Anybody grew up with a father like that? Oh, he was there, but he wasn't connected. So the gangs of neighborhoods, they step up with violence to fill the void of lack of security in the home or in the neighborhoods. The porn industry steps up. Sexual sin, strife. And it brings confusion into the developing minds and the hearts of our youth. And it plants lies. And they begin to wonder, who am I? Am I really a man in a woman's body? Or maybe... I'm a woman in a man's body. The cry goes on. Who am I? Somebody, please tell me who I am. They're looking for identity. And how many of you know that our real identity is in Jesus Christ and Him crucified that set us free from the hurt and the pain that life brings. I like that little saying that we used to say as kids growing up. Humpty Dumpty sat on a great wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses, all the king's men, all the king's psychology, Psychiatry, psychiatrists, all of the medications couldn't put old Humpty back together. As I realize the hurt and the pain of humanity that life can bring, there's no cure, there's no pill. The only cure is a submission to the cross at Calvary. And as we kneel down to the cross, just like Jesus did, He yielded to the Father. As we yield to the cross, at age 27, I had a time where I came to the Lord. I came out of the bars in the nightclub. Some of you may know my testimony. I had a little sentimental Bible that I got at kids' camp. But I came... Oh my, I fell off, really, I was drinking, and I fell off the sofa under such conviction. I had a sisters praying for me in a prayer meeting on Saturday night. And I surrendered to God that night. I just fell off the floor. I mean, I fell off the sofa and ended up on the floor, weeping, broken and hearted, crying out to God. I said, God, I have did it my way. I messed up. I'm tired of it my way. I'll surrender and I'll do it your way. Because I read Matthew 6.33. Matthew 6.33 put me on the right road. But seek ye first, John, 
the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto your life. No joy, loneliness. How many of you know the Bible says it's not good that man should be alone? We need one another. We are a live organism, the church family, the church body. Oh, I could go on and say more and more about the missing authentic manhood in our society. But we need to know who we are in Christ. When we come to Christ, we become a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are made new. We're made in the righteousness of Almighty God. And we take on His identity. Years ago, there was an ad taken out in the local newspaper in Spain. And the ad was, Pablo, please come home. Mom and I love you. We forgive you. If you find this ad, meet me at such and such address on such and such day. The father wanted his son to come back home. The mother did also. And so on that date, the father left his home to go to the city. And as he approached around the corner of the address that he gave on the advertisement, he saw a long line wrapped around the building and down the corner and around the other corner over a hundred Pablos who answer that ad. The young men and the girls are hurting in our society. They want someone there to confirm their identity. And as we bring the gospel message to them, a hope, a hope of restoration, of putting them back together, putting their lives back together and healing the hurt and the pain and removing the confusion, bringing peace. I'm looking forward to the time when the father's hearts are being turned back to the children and the children's hearts turn back to the fathers. You know, we're coming into that hour. It is the outpouring of the latter day rain. It is the presence of the glory of God coming to fill the church. And when people come to church and God is here, they won't come through the doors with their head down. They'll come to, through the doors singing and dancing and shouting because they found Jesus. They found hope in a hopeless world. Hallelujah. I like that story in Luke chapter 15 where the prodigal sons come. I mean, the prodigal son came home. You know, he came to his senses. How many of you know we've got to come to our senses? We got a lot of hard-headed people out there. I was one of them. I, I, with no disrespect, but I believe Brother Herb was in that crowd too. Pastor Herb, he had to get knocked out. At least I didn't have to get knocked out. But I did fall on the ground and broke before the Lord, cried and weep like a baby. I heard this voice saying, "Why well, you a grown man? You shouldn't be crying." 
But I just stayed on my knees. I stayed on the carpet. And I broke before God. And God had his way in John Hyde's life. Hallelujah. How about your life? Is God having his way in your life? The prodigal son, the best part I like about that story is where the father saw his son coming down the road. He didn't go back in the house and shut the door and pout like the other brother did. No, the father was like this. He he walks like him. You think it's him? And he said, that's him. That's my son. He's come home. He ran to him. He didn't do like this. No, he ran. About time you come home. About time you come to your sins. That's what we do in the flesh. Come on now. No, don't act like that when the sons come back home, church. Run out there and get them. (laughs) He fell on his neck. And he kissed him. He kissed him. How many of you men and fathers feel comfortable kissing your sons? I told you I was going to get back to this authentic manhood class I took. It was really a class to bring restoration to the fathers and the sons. I didn't realize that at the beginning. And they told us, go to your fathers. Tell them you forgive them for the pain, the hurt that they caused in your life. You know, the more I live and pastor, the more I see fathers and sons not getting along very well. You know, there's that power struggle when they get old enough. And so they say, go, call your fathers if you can. Tell them you forgive them. Tell them you love them. And try to restore the relationship. And when you feel like you've made ground in restoring that, kiss them. Kiss them. That was very uncomfortable for me. But I couldn't kiss my father anyway because he was already six feet under. I remember coming to the Lord in my early days of walking with God. I was in my prayer closet. Somebody told me to go to the prayer closet. I said, all right. So I went to the prayer closet, took it literally. One day I was in there praying to the Father, and he come in there in such an anointed, powerful way, and he began to hug on me. And my heart was still real tender because I was new in the Lord. And I heard this voice said, you need to forgive your father. I said, God, my father's six feet under. He said, I don't care. Or You're not forgiving him for his sake. You're forgiving him because of your own sake. You don't want a root of bitterness to grow up in your lives, my friend, because it'll bring trouble. So I, okay, God, I forgive him. We do it for ourselves as well. But anyways, so this manhood, I said, well, I can't kiss my father. He's gone. I got two boys. And I can give them an example 
of how God intended for the fathers and the sons to get along with each other. I met people, young men in their 30s I used to work with in 40. They said, John, my daddy has never told me that he loved me. I met grown men and said, John, I just can't hug my son. That's pretty bad. I mean, that's the way it is in the world, my friends. You may know some people like that yourself. I used to run my household like military. Anybody ever been in the military? You know what a drill sergeant or a sergeant is. I come around barking orders. Finally, my wife one day got a got tired of it. She said, oh, this stuff is not going to work anymore. We're going to have to have a talk. Glory to God. I'm glad she did. She put me in my place. Said, you run this house like you're in the military. So, and then God the Father began to deal with my heart. I had strife. I had anger in my heart. Young men, most young men deal with anger to some degree. God said to me one day, you got too much strife in your life. Get it out. It's going to destroy your marriage. It's going to destroy your relationships with your children. You got too much strife. And you know where strife comes from? Hurt, pain, anger. Tell you what, when God tells you an ultimatum, you better do something about it. So, praise God, I did. Went home, told my fa- told, told my children, my wife, please forgive me. I've been a jerk. As a matter of fact, she reminded me a couple of times of that. <laughs> you acting like a jerk. But praise God, I got corrected. I got corrected by the Holy Ghost. My Father God, I got corrected. And I know how to correct things. Do you know how to correct things? you got to swallow your pride. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. He'll raise you up. A lot of hurt and pain. But God is in the restoration business. Amen. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. I'm going to close it down this day on Father's Day, but I felt like I need to do something in the Spirit, Brother Herb. I trust I'm in the Spirit. There's a lot of fathers and sons that need to get some things right. Fathers, practice loving on your sons. They need you. They may act, you know, tough. I'm tough. No. They need your love. They need your hugs. They need a kiss. Now, this authentic manhood class said, kiss them on the lips, and I had not been able to do that. I have not been able to do that. I mean, the only one I kiss on the lips is my Georgia peach over there, my wife. But praise God, you're getting it, right? Let's bow our heads as we close our service today. Oh, Father God, I thank you for these men in this house of God today. 
I thank you for their helpmates, one who's come alongside of them to support them as they father children. Help them to honor each other. Show them what respect in one another does for their loved ones, for their, ch- for their children, for the whole family. Father, we thank you for touching their hearts today. If there's one here today who does not know you as their Heavenly Father, we pray that they will open their hearts, their minds, their lives, and accept your goodness, accept your love, accept your mercy, accept your grace. Bring forgiveness of sins and bring a healing, Father. Healing in their natural bodies, yes, but bring healing in their relationships. We pray. (laughs) In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. Is there anyone here who would like to give their hearts publicly to the Lord today? We'd like to invite you to come forth, if you would. Surrender unto Jesus. The Father God, He loves you. You know, you can have your name on the church roll, but you can miss your name on the the roll of heaven. Make sure your name is in the book of life today. Anybody here before we close this morning who might need prayer or Uh, inviting Jesus into your heart for the first time or maybe a rededication of your walk to the Lord. You want to say a prayer of rededicating your life to the Lord this morning. We open the prayer lines before you today. Maybe there's a restoration work that God needs to do in your life with your dad in your life. Whatever it is this morning you might need in prayer, I like to pray with your need this morning. Anybody here this morning? Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Praise God. Oh, let's just worship the Lord for a few minutes. Lord. And we'll get into something else. I just want to thank you. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord. I just want to praise you. Lord, I just want to thank you for all you have done for me. By your grace, you have saved me. By your love, you Gave me hallelujah, praise God by your stripes. You have healed me, and I just want to praise your holy name. Hallelujah, praise God. I want to thank all the fathers for bringing their children, their wives, to church today. Hallelujah. Turn around your neighbor and say, it's good to see you in the house of God today. Praise God. It's very important to come together in the house of God. That's where God does miracles. Praise God. Hallelujah. Before we close this morning, I'd like to call your pastor.
Pastor Herb to come up here today. He's taller than me, so I'm going to kind of stand on this step right here. <laughs> Praise God. Pastor Herb, would you please come here? I believe the Lord's got a word for you this morning. How many of you know this man's heart touches you, doesn't it? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And Pastor Herb was saved under the ministry of Pastor Paul Baggett. He became his spiritual father. Yes. Coming up the highway this morning, 031W, I wanted to go by Pastor Paul Baggett's church. I've been there. It's no longer there. Sadness kind of came over me this morning. But I felt like I wanted to admonish Pastor Herb that his spiritual father is looking over the banisters of heaven today. <laughs> And pointing down there and saying, looky there, that's my son, my spiritual son. He's staying with it. He's staying with the call. He's been through hell, high water, and a lot of other stuff. But he's staying with the call. He's been faithful. Brother Herb, I feel like your spiritual father is proud of you today, brother. I feel like he's, he's very proud of you. You make him proud. You make him proud. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's a blessing to be acquainted with you, Pastor Her. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says, Submit yourselves to those who watch over your souls. He watches over your souls. It's a blessing to see how you all honor your pastors. God bless you. We love you. Thank you for inviting us again. May God have his way in your hearts and lives. God bless you. Thank you, Brother John. Yeah.